BMW of Des Moines Gessler shapes up like this. We will start uh, at the bottom of the hour heading to Las Vegas, catching up with Mike Palm, his weekly spot, uh, the uh, vice president of operations at Circa. Uh, put a dot, dot some I's, cross some T's, and put a bow, big old bow, on the Super Bowl week in Las Vegas uh, with our buddy Mike Palm, what's coming up, etc. Uh, and look forward to that segment as we do each and every week. Circus Sports available here in the state of Iowa. You can download the app. Uh, it's available at the App Store. Uh, after Mike Palm, Nick Olson, who uh, at one time covered Iowa State, now he's on the Wisconsin beat. Wisconsin is over in Iowa City uh, tomorrow. Sold out. Carver Hawkeye Arena. One fifteen tip for that one. But Nick will uh, give us a little uh, look-see at Wisconsin. Lost four out of five. Got the ship righted with a win over Ohio State. But uh, Wisconsin at one point looked as though they were clearly the team uh, that most felt would f- be found right underneath Purdue when it comes to the standings. Well, they're on a bit of a um, a slump, I guess you could call it. But Nick Olson will join us at uh, coming up at 10 minutes before noon. We'll take a look at the entire Big Ten from Nick, get his perspective. At uh, 12.05, Chris Williams will be here. Iowa State, Texas Tech. Texas Tech team, I guess I didn't realize this, won eight of the last ten matchups uh, when those two go head-to-head. Now the two that they have uh, did, did not put in the win column, I think T.J. Otzelberger, according to a tweet that I saw, uh has been a, has been able to get past those Red Raiders, but uh, nonetheless, going to be a big spot. How about ESPN doing the right thing and moving the Houston Iowa State game? That is Big Monday. That should always have been Big Monday, and they got things right and they moved the ESP uh, the ESPN. Uh, we'll televise the game at 8 o'clock on Monday, Houston and Iowa State. But the Clones some work to do before that. No look ahead. Texas Tech is a good team. Texas Tech wins. They would be tied in the standings with those Cyclones. So a lot to play for on Saturday. And then Tom Kakert. I'm sure we'll start here momentarily by uh, uh, going back over what we saw last night. And Tom Kakert will do the same when he joins us at 12.30. Trent's plays of the day before he heads out, gets back down to Wells Fargo Arena for semifinals in-state wrestling. What a show. What a performance. I hope folks were in their seats early because, <laughs> I mean, just shudder to think. You have to think that not everybody was in the building. Oh, absolutely. And what, two minutes and 15 seconds or whatever it was? Uh, the record had been broken. Layup, three, three. It's done. It's done. I had a uh, stupid thought that jumps into my head from time to time. What if it was a three-pointer and her toe was on the line? And when Bluter called the timeout, they had to go back and check. And then toe on the line. Uh, sorry, yeah. now you're just tied for the record. Right. Now, that one there was a no-doubter. <laughs> yeah. When you're, when you're fired up, basically. How far? 35, 37, yeah. something like that? Just it's ridiculous. So, Kirk Goldsberry, who's been a longtime analytical mind in basketball space, very and writes well for known. who? Or, or... He's been all over the place, okay. and he does analytical work, a lot of NBA stuff, but just basketball in general. And he had a tweet last night that showed where every one of her points came from during the course of the career. She broke the record and where they came from, and then it has this little graphic, you know, where the ball's going up in the air and going mm-hmm. into the hoop, mm-hmm. and a ton from the free throw line, a ton behind the three-point line. Is, is, it, is it on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, on Twitter. Can, and, you, can you retweet it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, in fact, I think it did last night, but uh, he, and then the last one, as they're going through for over 30 seconds really fast, that last one, it's one of the deepest threes of her career. Yeah. <laughs> Just to, to break it, 
in that fashion. Right. And she said after the game, was there any doubt that's what I was right. going to do? A no logo doubt. three? No. Uh, just incredible. Just amazing theater. Amazing, amazing theater. Now, I missed the first bucket of the game. <laughs> and you I, were late getting there. I was late getting there. Well, Jet had other plans. Um, so by the time we got in, and um, yeah, I turned, I turned uh, logged on. You don't turn on. <laughs> Uh, but I, I missed the first layup and then uh, saw the two threes. But just amazing. Um, and the response from people, from sports fans. I mean, Angel Reese, can we put mm-hmm. this to bed? Yes, exactly. Right? Angel Reese is, is um, you know, singing her praises. Caitlin Clark has been very good for Angel Reese. Let's, let's be mm-hmm. perfectly honest. And, and the way that Caitlin Clark reacted absolutely. after that championship yep. game, it was already a big deal. People, a lot of them outside, unfortunately, the sports realm, mm-hmm. made it a big deal. Yep. As it turned into something that it wasn't, but mm-hmm. Caitlin Clark handled that perfectly. Yes, she did. And Angel Reese did the exact same thing yep. last night. Yep, handled with grace, with class. Yep. And these are two people that very well potentially could be playing together on Team sure. USA. Yeah, in the future, certainly going to play each other against each other at the next level. Absolutely, you're going to see both of them in the league and WNBA doing their thing. So uh-huh. you understand it. They're, I think, they have some like uh, also sponsors. That are also oh, behind them, yeah, so there's, there's probably a potential connection sure. there that we're going to see down the line. It's just, in that moment, most players, a little tight. You know, LeBron, I, <laughs> I go back to that when he was breaking the scoring record. He could see that LeBron James, it was in his mind. You've mm-hmm. seen the greats have those moments where it's a little bit shaky mm-hmm. with that kind of pressure. Where's on you, yeah. Not Caitlin Clark. No. She's different. She is, and she knew, apparently she said that afterwards, she knew it was going to be one of those nights. Because uh, uh, her, she felt that her shot was uh, was going in and warm up. She warmed up well, um, and man, oh man, what 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 an incredible night! And for the people that were lucky enough to see it, um, something you'll never forget seeing it in person. For those of us who had Peacock last night and logged on and watched it, glad that you. I mean, I don't even know how much to spend for Peacock. Is it five bucks a month? Yeah, it's it something. Monthly? It's cheap. Yeah, it's one of the cheaper ones. I think it's five ninety nine. Well worth it. Oh, God, yeah. There's a ton of stuff on Peacock. Yeah. That I, more than just sports. I mean, way more than sports. Sports is kind of an afterthought over there in some respects. But, um, oh, it's fun to watch. Fun to watch. And then she finishes with 49. You know, the and one on the three ball. Um, I, I don't know where, you know, I wasn't, oh, she's going to get 60. She's going to get 65. She's got a 50 burger mm-hmm. coming. Uh, but again, one of the moments I'll remember most about the game is that length of the four pass. Right. That she hit Stulky and Stride and Stulky got pushed from behind. Mm-hmm. Clobbered and sent to the free throw line where I think she missed She missed the first one. Did she miss, I don't know if she missed them both, but just one of those um, things that I just appreciate. Just the uh, A, she's willing to take that risk and B, putting it pinpoint past the length of the floor right on the money. Remarkable. She really is. Um, you mentioned Peacock. And how cool was it to be able to see the whole ceremony? That's a great point, Trent. Because yeah, that's NBC's, not happening on BTN. Yeah, right. They're cutting away. Next game. Next game. Got to get to it. Or we'll get into the studio show. Yep. And maybe you'll get a clip and you'll get two minutes. But to be able to watch it in its totality, yes. to be able to see the congratulations, just to see her with her family. Mm-hmm. Caitlin Clark is an emotional basketball player, mm-hmm. but not that kind of emotion. Not the emotion of tears. We don't see that from her. No. She's She's a hard ass. I mean, she she really is, and she's been that way since the first time I saw her as a fourteen year old. On the floor, you mean? Yeah, at yeah. Downing Catholic, yeah. and it's continued. Yeah, and she runs hot. Yeah, uh, I remember having the conversation she and does. and talking to people. But that's what makes her great. Part of yes, absolutely. It's her makeup, the, the drive, the passion, yes. those kind of things, and just the will that she has. That's what helps make her the mm-hmm. great that she is. Mm-hmm. But one of the first things when she showed up on campus and 
as you know, have some connections with the women's basketball program. Right away, it's a little icy. With her teammates? The players weren't exactly sure because... She's a freshman. She's a freshman. They, yep, they've been them there. they got a little age on her. The way that Seniority. she plays, yeah. the style that she yeah. has, the complaining about things, mm-hmm. all of it, yep. it took a while. Yep. Now, very quickly, that melted. Well, and yeah. then he saw the other side. And we've heard this, and we've learned this throughout the years. She's goofy. You know, Off the floor, she's kind of a goofball. Is she? Yeah, and that's one thing that... You don't see on the basketball uh-huh. floor, but well, apparently Bluter, you know, they I, I've noticed this about their team, and I'm guessing they do it every game. They have that little circle mm-hmm. around the, uh, yep. at, at center court before the game, and I don't know what they're doing, but they're cross-legged and they're having a little <laughs> campfire chat, if you will. And yesterday, Bluter asked the team to you know say something about Caitlin Clark, the person, not the basket, and and she went around to everybody on the floor. Um, her, her, her teammates appreciate it. Look, her teammates have carried this team to un, unseen heights, right, over the last couple of years. Uh, the spotlight. Again, I think Ravel's getting close. I think Darren Ravel is finally going to do what I've been asking somebody to do. Put a money value on what she means. I, it's un, I don't think you can equate it, though. They've got to come up with something. I agree with you, Trent. I, I think half the time Ravel just pulls it out of his ass. Well, I mean, he, he really doesn't know. He's, he he's just making up a number. Yeah, that, is, that one sounds pretty good because... You can't. You can't for what it's meant to women's basketball. To sports. To Iowa. Mm -hmm. To the university. To the Mm -hmm. athletic department. So many different layers. The new fans that are coming in. The future that is being built for what they've been able to have here. And, you know, they talked about it a little bit last night. Uh, Caitlin, in fact, talked about it in the post-game press conference. Her first game in Carver against you and I. Right after it was the 2020-21 season. Yeah, there was cardboard cutouts. Yes, 300. Yeah. I looked at the attendance. I think it was 346 people huh. in attendance for that one as they had the listed attendance for all the games that season. It was family only. Mm-hmm. And that was the only way that you could get in the building mm-hmm. and talked about that. She also joked uh, I was really skinny. Played the same way, but really skinny at the time. No muscle definition. And, and then what we see today and just that build. And now every way she, where she goes from playing in front of dozens of people. Selling out every building on the road. Every single uh-huh. place that she goes. Yep. Setting attendance records. Yep. Things that haven't been seen. And to have this record is great. What she meant to the Big Ten Network. Wow, absolutely. We see those numbers. Uh-huh. Fox getting into yes. women's basketball. Something, though they had the contract, right? they didn't do. Kind of an afterthought. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do it because we have to. Right. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, we'll tuck it in a bad window. No, nope, <sighs> not anymore. Right. They're investing more and more. It's it's something, like I said, I don't think it can be equated, but now to have the record, have that mm-hmm. pressure off, and a perfect time for them, and a night where defensively, inside, they were they're bad. <laughs> they, had, they had some struggles yeah. inside defensively, yeah. and that happens with this team from time to time, and mm-hmm. they play a particular style, but now with a week off. Yeah, she did bring it up a couple of times. She now did. Think yeah. about it, I think about it. Indiana, huge game, on the road, Mackenzie Holmes, a great post player. And that's when? Next, next Thursday. Next Thursday. So Bluter said yesterday, even or the day before, in her press conference that she was given the weekend off. Right, right. And just to get that reset, not just Caitlin Clark. No, everybody. Everybody yeah, agrees that. Yep. And, you know, I remember hearing years ago, it was uh, Bill Wennington talking about the circus, playing with Michael Jordan, and during the three-peat run and what that was like. And, yeah, Michael Jordan, it, it's different for him. Mm-hmm. But it's different for guys like that. It's different for Gabby Marshall. You know, could she go to Ponchero's and pick up a burrito and just have a normal life anymore? No. Probably not. No. I mean, she, she is as recognizable as almost any athlete that has come through here. Uh-huh. And she's the third or fourth option right. on this team. Right. The rock star status for all of these yep. players. She's elevated it. And, and yep. doing that, 
getting a reset. If you have an opportunity to go home, go do that. Get some laundry done, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, just whatever. It's necessary. Get away from the floor. Get away from the team. And one thing that Lisa Bluter's teams, historically, through her 20 years at Iowa and even before that, they do play their best basketball at the end of the season. Look at her record in the Big Ten tournament. They have won, I believe it's 15 of their last 17 games in the Big Ten tournament, including three championships there. Obviously, the run they had a year ago. Got beat by Creighton the year before, but an Elite Eight. I mean, they've made runs come March in and maybe overstepped what you kind of expect out of this team. That's what you get out of her teams, and she does a really good job of that. I think this is an absolute godsend. The schedule set up perfectly for them. Mm-hmm. Now it's back to about the team. Mm-hmm. It was about Caitlin last mm-hmm. night. Yep. It's been about Caitlin a lot here lately. Yep. Back to the team, and let's make another run. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. We'll see where it goes, but uh, to this point, man, it's been uh, fun just to, to tail along. Is it not? <laughs> right. just, oh, man, what she's done to sports, what she, how she's elevated women's sports. Um, look, women's basketball was a thing. I get it. Never this big of a thing. Mm-hmm. Never no. this big of a thing. Do you think that that's part of it? I started to, you know, I read Mike DeCourcy's piece about the, the players, the, the women that came before Caitlin and why won't they embrace her type of thing. And um, I wonder if they think back and uh, there's a little um, touch of jealousy maybe that the spotlight wasn't as great when they were setting these records or mm-hmm. setting this bar. And, you know, I did this. I came first. I was before them type of thing. We, I, I paved the way. And in, in some respects, of course, they did. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but the, but the, um, the spotlight was nowhere near as bright if there even was one at all when they were doing that. Do you think that's part of it? I think so. Human nature? Yeah. The jealousy angle mm-hmm. definitely is a mm-hmm. piece of that. And Cheryl Swoosh was a great player. Sure. And went on for after taking a pretty bad Texas Tech program to a national championship they won it all, I believe. And then she goes to Houston with the Comets, and she wins a couple of WNBA titles right, right away. I mean, she she was an incredible talent. Yeah. Cheryl Miller, incredible talent. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's no WNBA for Cheryl Miller. No. And I'm sure that is a reason for it. I think it probably and is. I'm not saying Cheryl Miller was, was cutting Caitlin down. I don't think yeah. she was. And I don't even know if it was... Um, Cheryl Swoops did. Yes, absolutely. I mean, she did. And with misinformation. Right. And, and, knew, and I mean, she had, and if she didn't know at the time, she was put, she was told very quickly, mm-hmm. that, but didn't walk it back or didn't walk it back to the extent. I think a lot, I think some of that has to do with um, uh, the, the fact that they didn't get that treatment when they were doing that. And there may be, I don't know, a little bit jealous. I uh, checked last night. I want to see if Cheryl Swoops said anything. Did she? Um, I can't see. Staley no. did in her press conference. I saw that. Mulkey, did she? I hadn't seen. Haven't seen that. I don't think LSU played last night. So does, maybe Does Kim yeah. Mulkey have a Twitter account? Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't She's know. different. But Cheryl Swoops, it's not that I'm blocked because I never tweeted her. I right, wouldn't do that. Right, right. But her posts are now protected, whatever that means. Only confirmed followers uh, have access to Air Swoops 22's yeah. post. I'm not going to give her a follow. So right. I didn't see if she had anything last night. But you got to get over it. I mean, you do. If, if you care about the sport mm-hmm. that you played mm-hmm. and you helped grow and you want to see it go to another level. And it has with her. You need to embrace uh-huh. it. Those are the things that are going to help. Yep. The cutting down, it doesn't help your sport. It, it doesn't, Trent. It doesn't. Look, she's done more for her sport. This is my opinion. Than, than I think golf had Jack Nicklaus. And Arnie mm-hmm. and Johnny Miller 
And some of the, there was really good players before Tiger. Did Tiger take it and raise the bar without a doubt? Women's basketball was an afterthought. Fox, ESPN, it just was. I mean, this is the um, really this is the first or second year that the NCAA has made a big deal out of the women's tournament. Tried to put it on par with the with the men. She's brought more people to this sport, myself included, mm-hmm. that had no. I mean, no desire to. Just there's too much, too many other things. Not that I didn't hated the sport. I didn't. I just wanted to play the hits. We want to talk about men's basketball? Yeah, that's what it is. She's elevated women's basketball to heights never seen before. You bring up Tiger Woods, and it's interesting because what was his major? Was it ninety five? Was that his first one? No, nah, was it ninety seven? I think it was seven. I want to look that up because I, I found the numbers going back to ninety five for the Masters. They were good. Mm-hmm. They, they were very good. And then when he broke through, it went through the roof. Yep. But they still had 13 million people that watched the final round of the Masters in 1995. 96, 12.4. Then, in Tiger's culmination, 20.3. Uh-huh. So the numbers were there. Sure. We didn't see numbers like this for women's no. basketball. No. She's... Nine million? The old record was what? I think just shy of two? I was going to say not even half. We have a 400% increase? Uh-huh. Just right. Come on, those those things are because of one person. Mm-hmm. If it would have been South Carolina against LSU, which would have been a great national championship right. game a year ago, right? It wouldn't have done the numbers. Does it get half that? It would but have I mean, elevated. Yeah, it it would, probably it would, would have been a record. There, there would be people watching for sure, for sure, but not not to the extent that they were. Not nearly ten million nope. people. Nope. You're not going to get those kind of numbers, and that's what Caitlin Clark delivers. It it does, no doubt about it. All right, Miller and Con, we'll get your phone calls coming up here in just one second. Look forward to hearing what a couple of you have to say. If you want to get online, you can now, 515-284-5966. We've got about, oh, five or six minutes to... Uh, take some calls if you're so inclined. We will speak with Mike Palm. Head to Las Vegas at 11.30. Catch up with Mike. And then uh, later on, uh, the same hour, Nick Oson on Iowa and Wisconsin from a Wisconsin perspective as that team, that program seems to be uh, going the wrong way at the wrong time. I know they put one in the win column this past week, but boy, it's Ohio State and everybody's being Ohio State. And we saw what happened to their head coach Holtman as he gets blown out. And anyways, off we shall go. Holtman, who takes that job? Um, Paris from South Carolina, if they wait. Yeah. Um, He's an Ohio guy. Mm-hmm. Ton of connections there. Mm-hmm. He's known as a guy in the past that was I think a good recruiter. That, I think he would be the target. Yeah. That makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, they've had a great year. Yeah. They've had Even a great after year. getting blown out by 40 or whatever it was the other night yeah, against Auburn. They got Auburn. killed, didn't yeah. they? Jesus. That was a pummeling. Where did that come from? How did you do last night? Uh, five and five. I started tracing two. Uh, well, I got really mad last night because I had Iowa minus 18 and a half. You know what happened? That'll play the game for Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> the bad beat. So oh, I went until 17, I think. There were, I think, four college games left on the board. I bet them all. I when, rarely, when I rarely do anything like that. I went 3-1 and one to get back to 500 on the day. But I just, I've had so many bad beats <laughs> down to the wire. Yeah. Have a team plus money, go to overtime, lose by seven. <laughs> Over the last week and a half, I have had so many of those. It's been, for me, ugly for college basketball, mm-hmm. which is usually where I make my money. I'm 20, 25, and 2. Over the last week, wow, plus. that's not good for you. Five hundred, yeah, no, that's that's no, not a death knell. No, but that's rare for you, Trent. It is. That's rare for you. Yeah, the, one of the um, 
the 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 jumper went in like one second left, two seconds, three seconds. There's a couple, yeah. There wasn't much time left. No. Thought maybe they're just going to dribble it out. Yeah, no, no, no. One more shot up. Put it up and Mm -hmm. cover the number. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, what can you do? Uh, Speaking of covering the number on on women's sports, did you see what women did at uh, BetMGM? 51%. um, MGM saw a 51% increase in the number of women betting the Super Bowl. Really? Uh Wow. Uh This late in the game, that's a pretty significant one. huge number. Yeah. Let me think. What could be behind that? Mm, Let's see. Well, not Patrick Mahomes' wife. No, nothing there. No. Um, let be something see. we're missing, Trent. Hmm. Was was there a big push in their advertising? Not toward, that I'm aware of. Targeting towards what? No, no. no what could that. it have been? Oh, You're, yeah. The, t- the tight end's girlfriend. That's oh, right. Yeah, yeah that, she has a pretty much a stranglehold. She is so powerful. My yeah, God. she's really something. And it she? doesn't matter if you have an eight year old like uh-huh. I do, daughter, or if you have a forty year old wife. Uh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. They are still trying to find a way to make it possible to get to Indianapolis for her concert there. When's when does she when is she there? Ah, uh, oh, she's, she's going back summer, on tour in the late States? spring. Yeah, something like. And there's only a few. There's like New Orleans, Indianapolis. There's only like four or five left. Jeez, the only one even reasonably drivable is, is Indianapolis. And but, what's the get in? Uh, obstructed view. Obstructed view. Uh, kind of tucked behind the stage. You can get in for eighteen hundred bucks for a single. Huh. Well, I have two people. So if, if she's not singing on the front of the stage, the walk-up part, you're right. not going to see her. Right. Unless yeah. you, there'll be a, a screen, obviously. Mm-hmm. Man, I think you got to take those tickets. <laughs> yeah. Even if you're in the building. Bite, yeah, man. Bite the bullet. I think you got to do it. When <laughs> is it? Is it a summer thing? I think it's late spring, if memory serves. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. I have not exactly been enamored. That's been... I'll let Tara handle that one. Eighteen hundred bucks for obstructed view—that's crazy. All right, we got keyword coming up. Uh, we'll get you that here momentarily. This is the final day of this promotion. Uh, it will come back at some point, but your final opportunity to win a thousand dollars is coming up uh, here momentarily. Are you ready to do that, Trent? We are. Let's do it. Time for another $1,000 swoosh. You can head to KXNO.com right now. Enter the nationwide keyword bonus. Bonus at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Bonus at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. By the way, have you looked at the slate of sporting events tonight? What a big pile of crap. Well, we got no NBA. No NBA. The is there at least like a futures game or something fun like that? I don't know. You know what we did when we put together our chicken coop yesterday? Mm-hmm. I never even, I, I forgot all about the NBA All Star game. Well, I don't think you're alone, right? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's plenty. I of didn't even that realize it was thought. this weekend. Um, I mean, there's 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 no Power Five teams playing tonight in hoops. There's one NHL game. Um, it's one? just one. Yeah, Villanova at Georgetown. Oh, is that they play? Okay, they play. That might be the marquee game of the night. Uh, late night, nine o'clock, New Mexico at San Diego State for supremacy in the Mountain West. That'll be good. Two teams you're probably going to have in your bracket. All right. I'm trying to help you out here. What's the What's the hockey matchup? Uh, I think it's Carolina and Arizona. Yuck. Ugh, yeah, Carolina will kill them, right? I think they um, should. Yeah, not exactly the shiniest slate. It, there's a good women's basketball game actually. Oregon State UCLA both teams. One's uh, ranked UCLA's nine, number Pac-12 nine. Pac twelve network. 11. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, can't see that. Um, have you seen Juju Watkins play for USC yet? I know, but I, I hear she's really good, Yes, I, and I haven't seen, outside of a couple minutes, I haven't seen her either. They play tonight, also on the Pac-12 Network. Yeah. Pac-12 That's coming Network. to an end, right? 
It is. I see Klyavkov. Today might be his final day with the uh, Pac-12. How does he survive this? I now? have no idea. It's a great question. I will take a timeout. We'll hit to Las Vegas. Mike Palm joins us next. Miller and Condon. Again, the keyword is bonus. Bonus at KXNO.com. Bonus. KXNO.com. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, just past 11.30. Welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, Pro Football Focus reporting Jimmy Garoppolo suspended for um, violating the NFL's performance-enhancing substance clause. Whoops. Yeah, two games, so it couldn't have been real serious. I wonder what that was. Jimmy G on the list. Let's head to Las Vegas. Mike Palm joins us. Uh, where the Super Bowl was held last week, I'm guessing everybody has left town and it's kind of a little calmer in there, Mike. Good to speak with you. Um, did you get some rest after what had to have been an incredibly hectic week for you and you know all of your colleagues throughout, uh, throughout the strip and downtown, quite frankly? Yeah, it was really hectic two weeks, Kenny. Um, it started really the Tuesday before Super Bowl week for me with this different media stuff. Um, and then wrapped up Monday night following the Super Bowl. We had a hell of a turnover in the hotel, um, people leaving. And then we had 300 bus rooms for a women's wear convention. So it was a really, oh it was one of the biggest flips we'll ever do. And then of course it was on Super Bowl Monday. So. But it helps because this is traditionally a dead week right after the Super Bowl. So it gave us a, a ton of hotel room nights and some you know, helps the restaurants and the convention business uh, a lot. So, yeah, we got to breathe a little bit starting uh, starting on Tuesday. The uh, public got it right, at least as most of the public numbers that were out there were on Kansas City, ultimately winning the Super Bowl, get the cover and the win. How about overtime? All those overs that hit in the prop market, Mahomes numbers, you had McCaffrey. McCaffrey numbers, you had Kelsey numbers. I mean, just a whole lot. How impactful was that for the bottom line for you guys and all those overs that hit in OT? The OT is what hurt us. Mm. The yes on overtime. Really? Uh, uh, really hurt Really hurt us, yeah. More so um, than, you know, I, it helped me because I had a McCaffrey prop of combined yards rushing and passing, so I had to have overtime to get there, but yeah, the fact that it went to overtime, and you could have found that anywhere from 8 to 10 to 1 around town, Jeez. and it got bet. You know, when the game's lined under 3, you have to figure there's those possibilities. So um, the public definitely cashed that. That actually was our single biggest losing prop. Hmm. Do, you, do you know which one was your biggest uh, win prop-wise? Uh, MVP. Um, nobody wants to bet the favorite. Yeah, so that's Mahomes true. Would- and, and we did very well on the squares, too. So I guess the, the, those, the two of those were the two best. Speaking of squares, he gets 0-0 at the first. I'm going to guess a lot of people have that one. Quarters 2, 3, and 4 must have went really well. Yeah, I, I, and, and you know what? Every other quarter, our right was way up. And on the first quarter, it wasn't. So <laughs> maybe that helped us because we lost to the first quarter a little bit. 
But it's surprising because, to me, the first quarter is the easiest one to bet. You know, you could probably narrow it down to about six possibilities. But mm-hmm. um, it, it, it was the only one that didn't have a big pickup year to year. The halftime, even third quarter and final score did. So that that was a little bit puzzling. What was uh, – were there any, I guess um... – Complaints. I mean, we, we go back to Formula One, right? That was a disaster for a lot of people. I, I heard nothing but glowing reports regarding the Super Bowl. When uh, you know, when the committee sits down and reevaluates and looks back to what they did and what they could have done better, what would be on that could have done better list, Mike, for the next time the Super Bowl goes to Las Vegas? Boy, I don't know, Kenny. I mean, a few locals complained about traffic and not being able to get uber this and that yeah. I, I thought everything was i i would grade it an a plus yeah everybody about it obviously roger goodell said they'll be back soon mm-hmm. um media raved about the access they had people the, all the different entertainment and the one-off entertainment of the celebrities that were in town and did shows like spontaneous shows here and there the restaurants everything i mean i don't think they're that, that you could say anything was bad about mm-hmm. the whole experience. Maybe the game itself was a little sloppy, the amount of turnovers and penalties, but uh, I, I thought it was out of the park, a grand slam. Yeah, I, I saw on Twitter, I didn't see one negative um, review of anything that happened. So when uh, when when would the you guys find out, when would Las Vegas find out that they do get, I mean, they're what, two or three years out? Um, when, when, will that, uh, when will you guys know what year you're getting it back? Do you have any idea, Mike? Well, the thought is 28, but it depends on how Nashville opens their stadium. Uh, you know, gotcha. If Nashville is playing in 27, you, you know, and gets a full year, it, it all depends because they have to get one. They're going to build a dome. So mm-hmm. it, it'll probably be in, some, in that time range in, in four or five years from now. Going to be incredible. Uh, great run up here and, and what you guys did at Circa. Mike, I know you heard the reviews. We saw the reviews of people that had never been there before, media types, just dignitaries and the like. Uh, you guys knocked it out of the park there. What's it take to set up that? I mean, how much different is it than just a big weekend, having the Super Bowl? and I'm Like a March Madness? Right, yeah. absolutely. How, how different it was for you guys just with the Super Bowl actually being there as opposed to a normal Super Bowl week? Well, it, it made everything... Um, what normally is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday started on Monday of the previous week. So legacy um, and, and berries, especially stadium swim to some extent were affected. And then on Sunday, you, you've never, we've never had more people inside of Circa. I mean, there was a real issue trying to find routes to get people to the bathroom. Really? It, was, it was just humanity. And we had to have like people trying to bulldoze paths for that. I mean, you could put up stanchions, but people will trample stanchions. So, um, yeah, Stadium Swim previously, the highest number up there at any single point in time um, was during the Canelo Triple G fight. We had 2,500 people. On Sunday, during the playing of the Super Bowl, there was never less than 3,000, and I think it peaked at 3,140 at one point. The downtown Las Vegas Event Center, you know, we block off Third Street there. The, the, the Event Center itself got to capacity and what they did was they rolled in TVs into that third street corridor and let people come in there for a totally free party that nice. could watch yep. uh, and got 3,000 in that corridor so they ended up just short of 10,000 people in that in that block plus a street alongside of it Where did- it was just the stress of having so much humanity the right was of course our biggest mm-hmm. single right on any event we wrote two uh, million dollar bets 
one on the Chiefs, one on the 49ers, two $500,000 bets, one on the Chiefs, one on the 49ers. But, Trent, you alluded to it. Every $5,000, bet almost exclusively was on the Chiefs. So, you know, we were set up to a situation to, to, to win over a million to San Francisco, almost a million and a half, and we end up winning a little over 100000 to the Chiefs. We had a huge decision, but all, all those tickets, as far as ticket count itself, was was eighty five fifteen? Jeez, unbelievable! Where did you watch the game, Mike? Uh, I I actually rotated between the events and I went down to the east side of the street, so Event Center, Bar Canada, and uh, the Detroit Ballroom at the D. I, I kept moving back and forth. Big one last night. You had a great tweet talking about it afterwards. Caitlin Clark breaks the all time scoring record for women's basketball. A couple more uh, rungs for her in terms of college basketball in general. She's looking to climb next. But uh, you guys had the number up early. I saw it was 18.5 when I fired at it, laying the points with the Hawkeyes. A late bucket by Michigan pushed it back under that number. It was 20, though, when I looked uh, late yesterday afternoon. A lot of Iowa money coming in on that one yesterday. It was all Iowa, and it was all Iowa people in the sports book watching last night. Oh, really? I mean, I, I took the picture of the screen in the sports book. If there were 100 people in the sports book, 80 of them were there watching for her breaking record. That's I mean, amazing. seriously, it had a pretty good NHL card last night. Yeah. Uh, as well as NBA and, and Northwestern Rutgers was the main game early for the men that we had on. But, uh, yeah, it was a ton of people wearing Iowa gear and that, and uh, pretty significant. I was trying to think, where does their run to the finals and her breaking the record rank among Iowa sports' greatest moments? Um, it's, it's hard because no national title mm-hmm. it's the final four in so many years you know um you didn't win a rose bowl right it's, it's it's hard to say it's not right at the top if you could put gable's run with wrestling you know if you could take it in a hole that would probably be number one but but is this the single season person greatest accomplishment in Iowa sports history? Uh, Got to be close. I yeah. mean Warner doing what he did with the with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's on it's on. But very, that wasn't an Iowa team. No, you know, when you're no. talking Iowa yeah. specific, Iowa guy, I, I don't think yeah. there's anything that gets even close to mm-hmm. it. You know, Iowa making the run to the Big Ten championship early in Kirk's tenure. 1985 was huge, Mike. You remember that one for the football team? What they were able to do. 86-87 men's basketball, but falling short. But when you're talking about an individual accomplishment, Kale Sanderson winning four in a row, that was big. We're still talking yeah. about a niche, even in the state of mm-hmm. Iowa, when you're talking about wrestling. The impact has been so immense. So, you know, we're trying to equate it, and I just don't think you can, Mike, of what you're seeing. You guys can at least see numbers in terms of betting volume and those kind of things, but what she's meant to the university, the state as a whole, it, it's incredible. What about the TV rate? Yes. I mean, they're getting two million people and putting them on prime time mm-hmm. on a Saturday night. It's, it's really incredible. It's my contention she's done more for her sport than anybody that's come before her. I mean, Tiger with golf, but Jack was with golf. You know, and, and Arnie brought people to televisions to watch golf. And But the percentage of people that are, you know, that are new um, to, to watching women's basketball has got to be greater than any one person has done for their sport, Mike. You know, I would argue yeah, to one person, I would argue Magic Bird coming into the NBA at that time revolutionized the NBA, but that was two people in a rivalry, right? Yep, and, yep. But in terms of TV, I mean, it used to show the finals on tape delay, and then it, it, it you know, it, the NBA became the number two sport in America, you could argue. It, maybe behind college football number three, but certainly number two amongst the professional sports. 
You look at the future market, South Carolina, the betting favorite in women's hoops. Do you guys have a lot of impact, though, on Iowa, a lot of people that are holding those future tickets on the Hawkeye women? We do. It's actually our worst result. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) South Carolina is very tough. I mean, they went into LSU. I, 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 I... as, as great a win as that was in the, in the national semifinal, I'd be shocked if South Carolina doesn't win it this mm-hmm. year. Um, they're, they're just she's got the best team now. She's it, it, it's interesting. It took Gino a long time to overcome Pat Summit, and and then it's taken her a long time, and now they finally superseded. But once those programs get to the top in women's college basketball, they can stay there for a long time. Mm. How do you set the uh, the total when it comes to the NBA basketball, uh, the, the All Star game? <laughs> I mean, three sixty six. Where do you start? Um, it's a guess, and then just let the public take you wherever you're going to go. I mean, who knows? We don't take much action on it, anyhow. Don't you? Yeah. It's really, it's, it's just not that much. There's very little interest in in, in all, the NHL All Star Game. I thought, you know, with this new drafting format, maybe mm-hmm. that would lead a little. Nah, hardly any right on it. You know, the Pro Bowl's become a joke. Yep. Major League Baseball's the only sport where we actually get a decent handle on the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daytona 500 this weekend, how about that? Yeah, they're betting uh, those matchups or whatever in the trial, yep. all that. People interested in it. It's been, it's been pretty good so far. Good stuff. Uh, Mike Palm, VP of Operations at Circus Sports. Mike, uh, glad you were able to catch your breath a little bit this yes. week. Uh, just a crazy, crazy week. Look forward to it coming back there. Thank you, Mike Palm. We'll talk with you next week. Appreciate it, bud. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Good to talk to you, Mike Palm. As we check in with our buddy from Circus Sports, VP of Operations uh, at Circus Sports. Pretty good stuff right there. A lot of great information. Yeah, the, the overtime just killed everybody. As I said mm-hmm. yesterday, it sounds like they made uh, six figures, um, but a lot of the properties made more money, they said, in the mini bars than they did on, on the uh, profit from betting on sports. <laughs> that's so funny. It surely is, right? <laughs> oh, my God, that's unreal. Uh, good stuff. All right, uh, we appreciate uh, Mike Palm joining us. He does each and every Friday. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. Be joined by our buddy Nick Oson. Uh, covers Wisconsin for uh, 24-7 sports. We'll take a look at Wisconsin. They get set to take on Iowa. Just had a, a defection from the guest list. We will not get Chris Williams. Uh, something's come up. Unfortunately, Chris won't be able to join us, but he will be back with us uh, coming up next week. Randy Peterson just sent me his article from uh, the Des Moines Register this morning. I read it online. Um, by the way, how about the Register? Well done. Yes, Getting absolutely. Getting that, uh, that souvenir paper out on the floor. The night of? You can get that souvenir paper on the Sunday edition of the Des Moines Register. They'll have that special insert in there. I know I was not alone as I'm somebody that likes to collect those old newspapers. Wondering, wonder if I could get my hands on one of those. Sunday edition, we'll have that. If you're over in eastern Iowa, the Iowa City Press Citizen will have that in tomorrow's paper, the Saturday paper. So be able to get your hands on that. And, of course, great columns from Tyler and from Chad Lysenkow, yep. and they'll do a great job with that also. But. I'm perusing PDs right now. List of Iowans, Roger Craig, Bob Feller, of course. Uh-huh. God, Bob Feller. I mean, he missed the prime of his career yeah. uh, fighting in the war. Dan Gable. Um, Sean Johnson's one that you kind There's of— a good I forgot one. about yeah. Sean—I mean, forget about Sean Johnson, but you just—Zach um, Johnson, Niall Kinnick— uh, Lynn Lorenz, don't know Lynn Lorenz. Oh, she was a great basketball was player. Was she? Yeah. Uh, give me a time. Uh, mid eighties. Mid eighties. Okay. Yeah. Played up in Ventura, up in my neck of the woods. Uh, that's what it says, Ventura. Yeah, yeah. Across the lake from Clear Lake, on the other side of the lake. 
1987 state champion against Southeast Polk, according to Petey. Ed Podolak, Gary Thompson, and Kurt Warner. But none of those players elevated a sport. Like no, nobody has. No. Nobody has, regardless of sport. How, what, what am I missing? Nothing. There's, there is nothing close to this. Michael, I think he's the greatest basketball of all player, but as Mike Palms just said, Larry Bird. Magic Johnson. So I have heard of Dr. J. Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, the I, Celtics. I went back and looked at, we talk about Tiger. Yeah. And how impactful he was. 1986 Masters. Nicholas wins. Jack. Yeah. That was 46, an incredible 48 years old. Yes. yes. Yes, sir. You know, the yeah. great call. Yeah. Got a 7.8 share. High water mark during that tenure before Tiger got going. They got a 10.5 with Valdo coming back against the Shark, Greg Norman. Okay. In 1990. The Shark collapse. When Tiger won it, it was a 14.1, and then it went back down to 10. It's not this immense jump that they just absolutely catapulted to, mm-hmm. to another strategy. And have maintained. That's what's happening uh-huh. here. Now, I'm not saying this is going to maintain. I don't know what college right. basketball yes. is going to be like without her. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the WNBA, if that will translate to huge W. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. What is I there sustainability? Know? I don't know. I don't right. think, if I had to bet, I would say no. Not at this level. But does it elevate ahead yes. of where it was before? Yes, without a doubt. I'm right there with you. Without a doubt. Uh, we'll uh, talk to Nick Oson on the other side. Thank you, Randy Peterson, for sending me that. Uh, it's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX. And let's get our old friend Nick Oson in here. Now on the Wisconsin beat for 24-7 sports. Wisconsin, Iowa tomorrow, one fifteen tip game is sold out at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Nick Oson will be a part of it, and he joins us. Hello, Nick. Good to talk to you. Uh, Trent and Ken, how are things? It's always great to talk with you guys. I'm, I'm doing really well. I miss speaking with you guys every week. Ditto, my friend. Ditto, no doubt about it. Bussy's done a nice job. He has, and I appreciate the hookup with him uh, prior to you leaving. But, uh, uh, Nick, you were um, a lot of folks really uh, were digging what you were putting out there uh, that, uh, that followed the Cyclones. Well, following the Big Ten, uh, Trent and I both felt, at least at some point in the season, the Wisconsin was the only team that's going to give Purdue a, ch- a, a chase uh, as far as conference supremacy. Uh, that game, I, it, I think it was a Sunday before a football game. Didn't it lead into one of the yeah. playoffs, right? Uh, it was a heck of a game. But all of a sudden, Wisconsin's lost four of five. They righted the ship against Ohio State. What went wrong in that slate of games, Nick? Definitely, guys. I really kind of got a pretty good sense speaking with a couple players uh, this week, including a guy that will play a major role tomorrow in Chucky Hepburn. And I think I think the Badgers relied a little bit too much on kind of some of their offensive skills and the arsenal that they have there this year and didn't really stick to that defensive intensity. I think they got off to slow starts, obviously getting behind early. Not great anytime, especially when you're not hitting open threes and it's tough for the offense to get hot. So I think that was a major case, like you said, right at the ship. A couple of those games against one of the best teams in the country and then obviously one of the toughest places to play right now in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. So I'd say really just a bad couple games, but I think tomorrow's shaping up to be a pretty good one. Should be, and Iowa will see. They've let a lot of leads slip away, and that's kind of been the story of this season, what could have been for this Hawkeye squad uh, when you look at Wisconsin and you look at them going forward, the Big Ten is not certainly the league that it is most seasons this year. 
Is this a team that can make a run? I mean, yes, they're on a cold streak right now, but can you see them riding the ship and making a run into the second weekend, maybe even playing in you know that final Saturday, Sunday for a chance to go to the Final Four? Do they have that kind of upside? Trent, I really think so. I mean, they've been without two pretty important depth pieces. One guy that could start on a lot of Big Ten teams, John Blackwell, and he's expected to be back you know, very soon. Good shot that it'll be tomorrow. So I think when all the guys are, are healthy and injuries happen to anybody, but depth, you know, the defensive intensity, like I mentioned, and then skill guys like A.J. Storr has been really impressive for these Badgers. I'll say. I think you're starting to see, yeah, Stephen Crowell getting a little bit back to what he can do this last game and a half. Tyler Wall, kind of that glue guy. And then I mentioned Chucky Hepburn makes things tough defensively, second in the conference in steals, as well as playing that facilitator role. So I think they'll need you know a decent matchup, that second game in the tournament. Uh, depth and great shooting can hurt them at times. But I absolutely think that they can get there. And with you know tomorrow's seeds coming out, I do expect to see Wisconsin in that top 16. And the team that you previously covered will in all likelihood, well, no, they will be there as well in the Cyclones, right? Absolutely. Yep, they, they will be there. And, you know, it was, it was always interesting. I still have plenty of friends from my time there. When we would talk here on this show last summer previewing the Iowa State season and some of our expectations, I remember especially Trent and I were pretty high on that team, and I might have even been underselling a little bit, picking them as a Sweet 16 team there. Hitting on all cylinders, I think defense is just perfect what they're running down in Ames right now. And it's been really impressive to follow, even from a little bit afar. Speaking of uh, that and not being as far away, how about a little football? Badgers, your number one, Luke Fickle, didn't go well. Changing the offense, you expected some growing pains. Where's the expectations as we're on the precipice of spring football? And you'll know have a lot of coverage over there. Where is the fan base after a year of Luke Fickle? Yeah, perfect timing on that, Trent. I think that the fan base is in a really good spot. Some of these sports books are putting out kind of over-under for wins, and I think we've seen it was only like six and a half or so for Wisconsin. Everybody seems to feel Mm. that's really low. They've got one of the toughest schedules in the country, certainly in the Big Ten. They've got to play kind of a a lot of the heavyweights, including a game with Bama and the non-con. But frankly, (laughs) when when you kind of figure out second year of this coaching staff obviously a lot of key guys coming back specifically defensively and then they made some really important additions and moves in the transfer portal I think that's an easy over to play and quite honestly if they can win one or two of those marquee games I see Wisconsin as a sneaky fringe contender to get into the expanded playoff I'm not picking that you know top five or seven or anything like that but now with 12 teams if you get Mm -hmm. nine ten wins Big Ten, SEC, you've got a shot, guys. Who, um, I'm, I'm looking at the schedule. Uh, they get Oregon, uh, get Penn State, no Ohio State. That's a really good year not to have Ohio State. Get USC, uh, so you get to go to the Coliseum. Oh, it's going to be fun. The new Big Ten, no doubt about it. Hey, last thing, Nick, and I don't know if you know this number or not, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. Any idea what store cost them NIL-wise to get him to Madison? He's such a good player and has made such an impact uh, on this basketball team. Any idea what his NIL is? I, I don't know kind of back then, but what I can tell you is, you know, from my understanding, I don't think really as many, you know, teams are kind of heavily pursued as you would have expected. I think that 
from people that I've, I've talked with around here since I got here and, you know, wasn't here yet, they made it seem like they were surprised not as many teams were mm-hmm. after him. So I'm not sure really what, what role that played, but I can tell you in speaking with him and his family doing interviews before, they thought that just the role here that he would play was so perfect for long-time development. And it seems like so far it, it has been a perfect fit store in the bad. Yeah, no doubt about that. Nick Osa, I know you're still doing some work, a weekly uh, hit over to Iowa everywhere, so we'll look forward to you uh, continuing that. And uh, next time that uh, Wisconsin's on the slate, or if they've got a big national game, perhaps it's a Final Four, who knows? Uh, we'll reach out. Nick, good to always reconnect with you, Nick Osa. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks, bud. I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Thank you, Nikos and 24-7 Sports. Hour 2 next, Miller & Condon, 106.3 KXNO.